This episode of the Jamie Rickey podcast is brought to you by From Within Records. Tomorrow is the release of the One Scene Unity Comp Volume 2, The Days Upon Us, and I'm just so excited. This has been such a fun ride, and I'm just so happy that we're finally here. It's just so amazing that this whole thing came together again. So shout out to From Within Records. Shout out to every band on the compilation. Cruelty, Moment of Truth, Payback, Invoke, Mind Force, Pain of Truth, Point of Contact, Year of the Knife, Dead Heat, Final Right, Scourge, Struck Nerve, Raw Brigade, Burning Strong, Striker, Outnumbered, and Almighty Watching. Such a solid comp front to back, and I'm just so happy that it finally officially comes out tomorrow for the whole world to enjoy so just get ready just uh if you're not following from within records on twitter or instagram go click that follow button to stay up to date on all the one scene unity comp volume two news that will be dropping oh man this is just so exciting and so awesome so please i hope all of you support it just like you did the last comp it would mean a lot for me for everyone listening to show from within records all the love that they deserve. But before the Once in Unity comp comes out, we had to track down our good buddy Jonah. Some of you might know him as Fantasy Camp, but he plays in a band called Wild Red, and they just dropped their new album today titled Brain Squeeze, which I'm such a huge fan of. I love Wild Red, and if you are curious, And if you're not familiar at this point, hit pause, go to YouTube first. Normally I would suggest go to your Bandcamp, Spotify, but they have a music video for their first single titled Onset. Go to YouTube, search Wild Red Onset, watch the official music video, then head over to Dark Medicine or Streets of Hate and go pick yourself up a copy of Brain Squeeze, show that band all the love in the world they deserve because they're seriously so awesome. One of my most listened bands in 2020, that three song demo made it into my top 10. All So they made it to my top 10 artists and those three songs made it into my top three or my top 10 songs of 2020. It's such an amazing uh, demo. The band's awesome. And I was just so happy to be able to talk to Jonah. It's been uh a long time coming. So I'm so happy that he was gracious with his time and willing to do the podcast. So strap in, enjoy this conversation, and then go stream Brain Squeeze and enjoy this band. They're about to get busy. They're doing a bunch of stuff on the East Coast. Hopefully they'll be out to the West Coast soon. But seriously, um, enjoy this conversation. It was seriously so awesome for me. So without further ado, welcome Jonah to the show. Welcome to the podcast, Jonah. How's it going? Yo, dude. I'm um, doing well. Thanks for having me. 
no, th- this is awesome. This is a, a, a pleasure of mine. Obviously, I'm a big fan of uh, the area that you're from. I've had on a lot of people from uh, your neck of the woods and everybody's been super cool. So I'm just stoked to have a, another person on from your area and I'm uh, a fan of the stuff that you do. So thank you. Thank you. Okay, so uh, just to, to get things started, I was just uh, want to talk about Wild Red because I felt like that was yeah. a, a real nice treat to come out of the pandemic. Obviously, uh, I've talked about this like a million times, but obviously a weird year for everybody. But I'm, I'm just yeah. curious about the origin of the band. Like, uh, where did that idea first come about? Um, I basically had the, the three demo songs that uh, we put out last year um i had them as like fl studio songs for a while like they just had all fake instruments and um it was basically just the song structure that's the only thing that like stayed the same in the lyrics um and i sent them to matt who does dark medicine um and he liked the songs and he wanted to help put them out so um i went and recorded them with real instruments uh, with my friend, Pat, who's in the band. Um, But he helped me record everything. And uh, they sound way different than they like first started out as Um, they weren't really as fast. They weren't as uh, like pop punk, I guess that's the genre. Um, They were like way slower. They were more like indie songs. Um, But I just decided like if I was going to try to start like an actual band i wanted it to be like fun and and fast and just like um i didn't want to start anything that's like taking itself too seriously i guess it's just supposed to be for fun so um we recorded it put it out in the summer i believe of last year and then now we are about to put out our first actual record it's a six song ep Hell yeah. Well, I'm glad you guys made that decision to kind of speed things up because I feel like it has like a like the three songs have like you know great tempo, um, real upbeat. And I, I feel like that's what caught my eye. And it is uh, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like you guys are one of those bands where uh, if somebody were to ask me what you sound like, I, it's just kind of hard to put a, a finger on it. So I'm always just like, oh, just go check them out and figure it out for yourself. I, I you know, <laughs> it's just yeah, because you're yeah. like, oh, yeah, I, I guess you could say pop punk. But it's just like, yeah, I wouldn't even really know what to call it. But yeah. it, it just sounds awesome. Yeah. Well, pop punk has like a lot of different meanings now. True. Uh, you could say like pop punk is the story so far, or you could say pop punk is Machine Gun Kelly. Or like, oh, I- <laughs> it's, it has so many different things, so, oh, man. so many different uh, connotations now. So I'm not quick to to self describe that way, but mm-hmm. um, I guess it is kind of that is uh, probably the most fitting genre, I guess. Now I'm curious. Have you listened to Machine Gun Kelly since he went pop punk? Um, only against my own will. Oh man. Okay. <laughs> See, I, I've been uh, lucky enough to not have heard anything, even though I, I'm so curious. Just because. Yeah. Um, uh, it, they're it, always playing it in Planet Fitness. Oh really? Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, it's interesting for someone like uh, him who was uh, like a you know big time rapper. And for him to make that uh, genre switch, I, I found it like, pretty interesting, but even more crazy that he was like super successful with it because it, it seemed yeah. that his pop punk career is doing way better than his rap career, his rap career was oh. doing at the time. So it, it's mm-hmm. pretty interesting. But yeah, I, yeah. I, I got to take the time to, to check it out to see if it 
is any good I, i'm actually pretty curious but i i've I seen some like crazy videos of him playing like sold out concerts in like florida so yeah so i'm, I'm definitely curious maybe i'm just late to the um, mgk pop punk train yeah no it's it's not for me but um you know to each their own people like it i think a, a lot of uh it kind of helped a lot of younger kids like discover pop punk music or just mm -hmm. like rock music in general um so that's cool i guess yeah it, it is interesting how sometimes it, like you know kids will find like a bigger act but then like kind of work backwards mm -hmm. so um, you know, but if that's the way they stumble upon it, I, I can't really hate yeah. on it because it's just cool to have yeah. kids, uh, you know, seek out and just kind of find their own taste instead of just kind of listening to what's on like the radio or on, on TV if they even play music on TV anymore. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, same here. I, I don't have cable like everything I do is on the Internet. So it's just like <laughs> I, I'm always curious yeah. like what uh, like network cables like. Because I feel like the only time I ever check out like normal TV, uh, I guess it's like fair to say is like when I'm at my parents' house because my mom, and my dad, they they still pay for like normal cable, which I always think is like the weirdest yeah. thing because they have like all my logins for like Netflix and like Hulu and all that. So it's just like, yeah, it's just strange. I saw a, a pretty good meme the other day that was like uh, a young person saying like, oh, I would never pay for cable. And then it just all the different subscriptions added up and it just like amounts to the same amount of money that you would pay for like regular cable you're just paying for all these different streaming services yeah it it's true you think about it if you actually do break down the price and um, obviously you can pick and choose but if you want like everything you still mm -hmm. have to pay that uh premium price but yeah but it's like whatever I, I barely have time to like sit down and watch it so like i have to like try to carve out time if i want to sit down and watch a show i don't have like a ton of free time yeah. to do that yeah i don't watch much either i I stick with uh, just Netflix and HBO. Those are my those are my two that I need. Yeah, I felt like my Netflix cons like consumption has gone like way down since they got rid of The Office. Mm. I didn't know they did that. Yeah, they, they got because uh, when hour was it NBC? I, I think they started their own called Peacock. So there's like there's like a new uh, there's like a new streaming service called like Peacock, and that's where The oh, Office geez. now lives. <laughs> Damn, that's a big hit for Netflix. Yeah, I'm I'm sure because it's like it, 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 the office was just like one of those like you know prolific shows where like a, a, everybody you talk to like knew about that show has seen the whole series like multiple times. Yeah, yeah, that's uh that's the classic. If you uh, meet someone that like if you're on the road or something, you meet someone from a different state and they ask you where you're from, you're just like, have you seen the office? <laughs> like that's I feel like that's what everyone from here does. Okay, they just uh, yeah, that isn't even like an easy reference if people yeah, aren't really familiar not many with the area. People, right? If you if you're not into like the music that has come from the area, then you probably have never heard of Scranton or Wilkes Barre, unless you're a Joe Biden fan. Oh, Joe Biden. He's from Scranton. Oh, I didn't. I had no idea. That's crazy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't think he grew up there, but he was born there. That's interesting. That was, uh, a big part of his campaign when he came to Pennsylvania, he was like, "I was born here. Okay. Got to vote for me." <laughs> yeah, and you know, it's why the, the I was first put onto your area by my my old uh, roommate. He, he was a huge Cold World fan back in the day, so that's that's nice. how I, I kind of got in tune with like uh, your guys' area and started doing my research. Yeah, hell yeah. Okay, so uh, going back to Wild Ride with that uh, three song demo that you guys put out, um, I, I like that you guys did a music video. 
Can you talk about uh, <laughs> well, was that important for you guys to um, you know to expand on the art and film a music video, especially for like a, a, a newer band, uh, you know, and it's just yeah. a demo, and it's not common for bands to do that. But seeing that you guys yeah. did that, and obviously you have experience with filming music videos, I I, I thought mm-hmm. it was really cool that you guys did that. Yeah, it was actually like kind of Matt's idea. We were talking about ways that we could promote the demo because obviously we couldn't play shows. Um, it's really tough to promote new music without being able to play, um, especially if it's like a brand new band. You know, we've never, we still haven't played a show to this day. So <laughs> um, it's, we had to figure out different ways to kind of promote it. And the, the video was the main thing that we wanted to do. And I think it, it kind of worked. Um, people love seeing like visual stuff with music and just seeing what a band looks like um so yeah it was cool though uh matt filmed it filmed all the band shots and then our friend um his username is world is lazy he did all the super eight footage Mm -hmm. that's cut in between the shots um yeah it was fun it was just something to do like at that point like everyone had been stuck in the house for so long and we just it was nice to just do something creative and get it out there, you know? And I'm curious though, for the band shots, where was that filmed at? That is at, um, dark medicine and the, like they have a warehouse space where they have all the merchandise and we just set up in a corner and filmed in there. Cause it's actually funny. You can see, uh, boxes of blank merchandise in the background of the video. Okay. Well, that's cool that at least we're able to put some use to that space and, you know, get some cool shots filmed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, uh, the new video was also filmed in the same building, just in a different room. Okay. Honestly, uh, I, I'm uh, kind of happy that you mentioned that because I was curious about the band shots because uh, it, it looked like a similar setup. So um, I was uh, eventually going to bring that up later, but um, since you brought it up now, okay. So it, it looked kind of similar, but I, I could tell based off the carpet that it might've been a different room uh, yeah. unless they changed the carpet from you know b- between filmings. But okay. I, I'm glad that you brought that up. Yeah. Yeah. Same, same building. It's like this um, pretty old building that a bunch of, uh, creatives in Wilkes-Barre have rented out different parts of to use for different things. Some people use it as like a art space. Some people use it for music and to practice and stuff, but it's just like insanely cheap. And it's just a cool spot that everyone kind of has different things going on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've uh, heard a lot about it from uh, our mutual friend, uh, Nate Prosciutti. Oh yeah. 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 So I, I've definitely heard a ton about that spot, um, but going back to the band, I, I'm also curious, uh, where does the name Wild Red come from? Um, so the, <laughs> the band name was actually a band that Matt, uh, Matt had started about like three or four years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had like four or five, like really awesome songs that, just never got vocals put on them. Uh, so it never came out and the band never did anything. It kind of just imploded before it could happen. Um, and we just didn't have a band name when we were putting out the songs. I was going to call it Cheap Divorce. Um, 
that's like the first song off this new record mm-hmm. um but matt thought that people wouldn't want to wear that phrase on a t-shirt so <laughs> so he, he said we should just call it wild red it's, since the name never got used anyway but the phrase comes from a song it's, uh you know the band oscar i'm not familiar um they're like a i don't even know i wouldn't say pop punk but like i guess they're just i would say they're a punk band from like the early 2000s okay um and it's the singer of that band's he had like a side project after oscar broke up and they had a song called wild red interesting okay well i definitely like the name uh it, it you know it sounds different i've never heard it uh, be used before so i i definitely think it has a nice ring to it <laughs> thanks and a couple more things. I'm curious, uh, who's doing like the art for the demo and who did the the, the logo, like the, the WR logo? Yeah, everything, all the art we have so far has been done by J-Crum. Um, official J-Crum, I believe is his Instagram name. Okay. Uh, he does a bunch of cool stuff. He has like a clothing brand called Honey TV. Um. I just think like his art style is kind of perfect for like the sound that we do. I just thought like it meshed really well um, because it's kind of like cartoony, kind of has that like 90s like pop punk look. Um, So yeah, I just hit him up uh, when we were putting the demo out and just commissioned him and did the same for the record. I wanted it to all kind of be consistent art wise mm-hmm. yeah, no, i know i think it's definitely smart just to to for the people who are already familiar uh you know it'll be easy for them to to spot it out but no honestly it, it is interesting that um when you look at the art and think about the music and to me it, it does make sense like when, when i look at the, the artwork that he did for the the record that's coming out this week and the, the demo I'm like, okay yeah that, that definitely uh, makes sense for wild red like it doesn't seem like out of place mm-hmm. or uh, or it could be like misleading like w- when i look at that and then listen to the music i'm like yeah th- this all makes sense oh yeah yeah he's great mm-hmm. okay so that we uh we linked yeah no it was a great choice because obviously there's like a million people out there who does art and it could have gone in a, like a bunch of different directions but the fact that you landed on on him and just uh you know it, yeah it, it all just to me makes sense so i i think it's awesome thank you but but i am curious uh, are the the guys are the the same right on the demo and the lp yeah yeah it's like supposed to be like the same mascot just uh he's doing different things okay <laughs> and no official name for for the dude no not yet <laughs> okay. we should do that that that's a good branding cool <laughs> yeah because because uh, I, I think it is cool because obviously uh, you could just uh, carry this dude forward and have him just continue to do yeah. uh, you know, different stuff on uh, these different covers <laughs> or even merge yeah yeah we were actually gonna try to make a paper mache version of him for the video um matt tried to do it but he said he was unsuccessful in his paper mache efforts yeah, I, I was thinking maybe like a pinata or something. I fi- I figured you could get somebody to to make a pinata. Uh, you know, yeah. it, it, he doesn't look too complicated, right? And not too many colors and his shapes. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like that'd be yeah. like a, a pretty cool thing to, to maybe do at some point. Yeah, yeah, definitely something to think about. 
Okay. Well, <laughs> I'm I'm honestly really happy that we're finally here um, this week. Um, obviously, the, the the new record comes out because I've been bugging uh, you know Alex Casey from uh, Streets of Hate for <laughs> for such a long time. I'm like, hey, like a- any news on Wild Red? Because I I knew that um, you guys were working together um, with the mm-hmm. new record, and uh, I, I was just like seriously just anticipating this for so long because uh, i listened to the demo so much it made like my top 10 you know spotify you know end of the year yeah. list and i was like yeah I'm, awesome. I'm not surprised that like uh, all three songs were on my top 10 because I, I listened to that on repeat like so many times especially uh pillow I, I feel like that's like that was my favorite song yeah i think that's my favorite from the demo as well mm-hmm. and um yeah Thank you, though. That's awesome. That's crazy that you listen to it that much. Yeah, no, uh, dude, uh, d- to me, it was just uh, good music and just easy to listen to. Um, but I- I'm curious, could you go into a little more detail about the meaning of Pillow? Um, Pillow is just about uh, trying to like date somebody that's just uh, always busy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just like... Uh, I don't know. It's not even really something I wrote from like personal experience. It was just like an idea for a song I had. Um, during like the pandemic, I was like struggling a lot to figure out like what to write songs about because I wasn't doing much or like having many experiences. So I was just writing a lot of stuff that was just kind of made up like from uh, just like stories in my head. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just thought it it's it sounded like a an episode of like a sitcom or something. For sure, no, I'm I <laughs> definitely I'm glad you're able to you know be that creative during the pandemic to to come up with a, I, I think a, a cool song and um, you know maybe there's some people out there who thought that song was about them they're probably going to be pretty sad after hearing this but <laughs> um, but, but that's yeah. awesome. But thank you. So uh, the new record is coming out uh, th- this week like i said before but I, i'm curious uh how long uh has the record been finished dude it's taken so long to to get the records made mm-hmm. um and that's literally all we were waiting for um i can't remember i think we fi- uh finished recording everything at, at like the end of last year oh wow um because it it was definitely definitely like pre-winter mm-hmm. yeah so it had to have been like probably the tail end of 2020 um and then once we got the mixes back we sent everything to like get pressed and just it takes a while like um i'm not used to having to wait like that <clears throat> just because like with fantasy camp stuff like i don't i've never done a vinyl release um just like in that universe people aren't as into like collecting records Mm -hmm. i don't think um so i'm used to like just making something and being able to put it out a month later uh but yeah so we just had to wait like six six months i think seven months um but we have the records now and we just wanted to wait so that uh people weren't ordering the record and getting it like four months later you know yeah, no, I, I definitely know how that is. I've, I've talked to so many bands on here where they're just like, yeah, pre-orders go up, but just know that the record plan's backed up. So you'll get your record in like six months. 
and yeah yeah i and i i'm i for me obviously like i i can be totally understanding because i uh you know kind of get it because i've talked to so many different people but for like mm-hmm. the you know other people out there who uh don't really know like the whole process or know why they have to wait six months i, I can see how it can be frustrating so it probably would be better to have that quick turnaround time like okay pre-orders go up now you'll get your record in like mm-hmm. a week or two versus like okay pre-order the record now get your record in six months yeah yeah so i i definitely know how that is but i'm uh, you know i'm glad you guys were able to get those records pressed and have that quick turnaround time yeah i've i've i read the other day that some plants are backed up like a year which is pretty insane yeah no dude i've talked to bands where they you know got signed behind the scenes but weren't able to make an announcement until their records got pressed so they had to sit on this news for like half a year until they could yeah. you know have like product to show and i was like damn yeah. that, that's insane for for it to be like backed up that much and i i wish somebody out there could <laughs> you know come up with a solution to maybe build another plan or do it locally yeah, so know. it doesn't you know because you know being backed up for a whole year that's that's a really long time yeah well i mean the demand is clearly there so yeah i guess people would probably just don't think of like making a a, a record producing plant as like the most profitable business anymore but mm-hmm. it must be if everyone's busy yeah if they're you know you got to book a year in advance that that sounds you know pretty awesome to me because yeah. th- that's a lot of work <laughs> but but to me it is kind of crazy how um like just that format of uh, music is still so popular like i i don't hate yeah. it i i just find it really interesting since um obviously there's like been so many advances in, in technology uh from when you know vinyls uh you know were first introduced to now where things well mm-hmm. everything's basically uh you can get it digitally so for for the fact that um that format is just so popular it, it's pretty interesting to me yeah i just like having any type of physical uh music item like mm-hmm. I like being able to see the art blown up real big and look at the insert and like read the lyrics as i'm listening to it but i go in waves of like collecting records and then kind of like getting bored of it uh but right now i'm into it <laughs> no i i, uh, I, I think over pandemic i i got back into it yeah, during the pandemic, I actually started collecting like K-pop albums. Like uh, people listening, like we're on video right now. But if, if you look above me, these are all like albums. Like they're all oh, shit. tilt my camera up. It's like even like above that, I got like way more. Wow. Um, but that's just like my my like, newer thing when it comes to like collecting stuff. Yeah. So I, yeah, I love collecting stuff. Yeah, but I, I kind of uh, have this like new problem where I I go to the record store now and I've bought in so much that I've basically, uh, for being like a newer fan of the genre, I've kind of caught up with like every artist that I follow. So, like I've you know went mm. back and bought like a lot of stuff in their back catalog and I've bought all the newer stuff that came out. So now I'm kind of at this point where okay I'm caught up. So I go to the record store. I try to convince myself that I like these bands that I don't even like just so I could try to buy something. But then obviously mm. like I you know check myself I'm like no i don't really like this band I, I just don't need to waste my money anymore so it's just like yeah this is a weird thing now where i don't go as often since i used to go like a couple times a week and actually buy like a fuck ton but now it's just like yeah like yeah. i'm just caught up so there's really not much for me to buy right now yeah do you uh you don't like collecting like hardcore or like rock records <laughs> no no I, I okay i skipped over vinyl and this is like uh, this is like this weird story like back when i started uh when i had the idea of like all right cool like, let me dab into like collecting vinyl like because like i had like a ton of friends who were like super into collecting vinyl 
And mm -hmm. I, I was just like, oh, like, all right, let me start somewhere. So I remember I went and tried to buy uh, New Found Glory's Catalyst on vinyl. And it, it, at the time, it wasn't even pressed on vinyl. So I was like, oh, great. This is uh, pretty annoying. So I was like, I, I don't want to collect vinyl anymore. <laughs> Uh, and I'm not even sure if it ever got pressed, uh, but yeah, because of that, I just, it, I, I it just probably never, has by now. Yeah. Yeah. Cause this was years ago. Um, yeah. But yeah. Uh, because of that, yeah, I, I just like, I, I never like went out of my way to buy vinyl. Like I, I have some vinyl from like bands that I like. Like I'm a huge mm -hmm. fan of uh, Fury. I have everything Fury's put out on vinyl. And then, you know, people send me like, you know, uh, people who've come on the podcast, like they'll send me vinyls, which I appreciate. So I have like a very mm -hmm. small collection. I don't have like a big one, like the one that I sh that's like, uh, like right above me. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's up. Yeah, I've seen that a lot, um, especially like albums that were really big during like the CD era. Mm -hmm. um, you'll see them in record stores and it'll say like on vinyl for the first time. And it's a record from like 2005. Pretty funny. Yeah, because I feel like it's just like a missed opportunity, especially with like that format being so popular. Like, yeah, it's like, yeah, just go back and mm -hmm. uh, I, I wouldn't say take advantage of your fans, but I'm sure there's people out there like me who would want some of their uh, you know favorite albums like on vinyl that wasn't that wasn't available before yeah definitely but for you were you just like ordering vinyl online is that your main way of getting or is there like a cool like local store for you to go to uh there's there's like two in Wilkes-Barre there's one that's like on in like downtown um and that one's more like one of those record stores where they just have like five million records that are just like really old and you have to like sift through so many. Mm -hmm. Um, but they do have like a, they do have like a new, new release section. So I'll go there sometimes, but uh gallery of sound is the one that I typically go to. Um, and like they've had shows like every time a band from here puts out a record, they'll host like a, an acoustic show or something like title fight has played there. Tiger's jaw. I think the Menzingers, um have all done shows there so i like to support them um i think they had they had like a special color of the i think of the new tiger's jaw record mm -hmm. i got from there so it's cool they, they do little stuff like that which is, is sweet is there going to be a wild red show there that's the real question <laughs> <laughs> uh nothing nothing in the works yet but we are playing uh some Wilkes-Barre shows in um, I think October is the first time we're playing here. It's kind of weird. Like our, our first show is uh, one week from today and it's in New York. Mm -hmm. um, it's just really strange just cause like we, you would think like our first show would, would be a home show, but it's just kind of how it worked out with these tour dates. Yeah. I, I know sometimes it's like, you know, very special for bands to be like, all right, our first show has to be in our hometown, but um, yeah. uh, obviously for you guys, it, it's not going to be there, uh, but still uh, having your first show in New York still pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, New York is always a weird place to play because it could go any type of way. Like, I don't know. I've had really good shows there and I've had shows where it just seems like no one wants to be there. Mm hmm. It's it's kind of strange, um, but I'm hoping it's cool. I have, I have faith. I'm really excited to just like play with the band again, and uh, be able to have like a little bit more of an energetic show. 
And for everybody um, who's wondering, uh, you're speaking about uh, the Wicca phase, anxious, fancy camp, mm-hmm. wild red dates. Yeah. Okay. I, I remember when I saw that flyer and they had like all the dates listed. I was just like, oh shit, mm-hmm. wild red's coming to California. But then I had to like look to see uh, like, yeah. you know, w- what symbols uh, were on California to see which bands we were getting. And when I realized yeah. that you guys weren't coming, I was just like, oh great. This is, this is. Yeah. Uh, the, the LA show is like totally separate. Like it wasn't booked as part of the of the tour um it's just our friend who uh would come as like a photographer on the wicked phase tours mm-hmm. with us um he put that together so uh wicked phase is the only person that's playing the the la show i've gotten a lot of messages from people like can't wait to see you in la <laughs> not gonna be there yeah the- you gotta kind of uh, let people down, but but it's all right. Yeah. That's cool though. Um, so, it, yeah. are these your first, uh, you know, uh, crop of shows like you know back as you know uh, fantasy camp? Yeah, yeah. First shows back in general. Like I haven't been to a show since pre pre pandemic, so it's gonna be pretty interesting. It's like my first show back in general, but then also the first Wild Red show. Mm-hmm. And it's in New York. It's just going to be kind of strange, but I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, and I, I feel like it's a, a, a pretty good mix. And I, I'm kind of interested to see what kind of crowd's going to show up because obviously, Wicked Phase, uh, you know, pretty big, uh, you know, nice mm-hmm. fan base. Obviously, uh, fans again, you have your own fan base. But then when you look at Anxious and Wild Red, I feel like um, it's just like two different crowds coming together, which I, I think is cool to you know kind of get everybody uh, some new ears in front of them. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's um, Wicked Phase has toured with Anxious once before, mm-hmm. and uh, even before that, like in 2019, I DJed for him on a a tour with Angel Dust, and like it's basically every show is just like half and half, like it's half fans of one of the people and then half fans of the other, and uh, I think that's cool. I think it's cool to bring different crowds out and expose people to different kinds of music 100 percent, because i i i i'd be like um really hard to picture uh you know like not gaining at least one new fan you know mm-hmm. from playing something like that and, you know and that's for for, for anybody um, that's on the bill so i, I yeah yeah i like it because I'm, I'm a fan of uh, you know obviously multiple genres of music so for me to be able to walk into a building and see a mixed lineup yeah. like that i i think it's always awesome yeah yeah no i always i always liked watching um angel dust play on those shows because you could tell like some of the wicked face fans had just like never seen a, a rock band or like a punk band play mm-hmm. before and they're just like mind blown yeah they're probably like, what the hell is this awesome. crazy energy <laughs> like let me do, uh, yeah. figure out what's going on and try to see if there's more bands out there like this yeah especially because they have the dollar sign in their name so i think a lot of people assumed it was a rapper mm-hmm. so yeah it, it, it was it, it, uh it's cool. yeah, to watch. It's something cool to see uh, mixed bills like that. Uh, I'm not sure if you saw uh, like Drain. They're playing some shows with a uh, City Morgue. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. When I saw that, I was like, "Holy shit!" Like, I I didn't know that. Like, uh, you know, I, I don't even know how those acts are connected. I'm not sure if it was just like a like yeah. a booking agent thing, but just knowing- well, I know City Morgue. Um, one of them, I don't remember which one, but one of them is into hardcore. Uh, that's a um, uh, Zillakami. Is yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. Didn't he say like title fight is his favorite band or something? I, I think he did, which I, I think is uh, pretty awesome. 
Yeah. So yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's the only connection that, that I drew. But just seeing that, like you know, because obviously drain crazy energy, and I know like you know the, mm-hmm. uh, those city morgue shows goes crazy. So even though two different types of music, but I feel like it's just gonna be the same energy for both sets. Yeah. 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 That's that's gonna be cool. Is that in California? Uh, the, the only date like a tour. Uh, the only date that I know of is uh, yeah, it's in San Francisco. So. Oh, word. Yeah, that's cool. But uh, going back to Wild Red, you mentioned your first hometown show is going to be in October. I've, uh, I I don't recall anything being announced. Are, are you breaking news? Um, yeah, it'll be announced uh, tomorrow. So I think I can say <laughs> um, we're just we're playing a show with Military Gun. Oh, OK. Um, it's us. And hold on, let me check. I got the flyer right here. Okay, awesome. They're a great band. Uh, oh, and Web Wing. Okay, awesome. Yeah. Web Wing. Yeah, I, I saw that they're doing. Uh, I, I saw another flyer today with Web Wing on it. I'm like, all right, cool. That's awesome to see yeah. them getting getting back out there doing some cool stuff. Yeah, they were one of the last bands I saw play before uh, pandemic. They played at the Hive, which is where we're playing with them. Okay, and uh, no other October shows that you can talk about uh yeah we're also playing um in philly with no pressure and koyo um that is at underground arts i believe Mm -hmm. and that is the 10th of october i think okay yeah that i'm really looking forward to that show yeah i i love that band no pressure and that new koyo record is fucking awesome Uh, so I, I was so stoked to, to see you guys on that lineup because, like, yeah, I, I feel like you like Wild Red fits right in with like that type of music. Yeah, it's cool like that there's a seemingly like a new crop of uh, bands of like people from the hardcore scene making not technically hardcore music. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's cool that we have like another band or like other bands like that that we can play with. Yeah, because it, 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 it's no secret that... Uh, a lot of people in the hardcore scene like like that type of music um, mm-hmm. obviously with uh you know the popularity of like bands like the story so far bands like mm-hmm. title fight uh, obviously yeah so so it, it is cool to see newer bands like no pressure koyo and wild red get yeah. out there and especially for uh no pressure for them to you know they haven't played any shows yet uh and for them mm-hmm. to uh, you know play like do a couple dates on the west coast and then obviously they have members yeah. of the east coast as well so they're, they're doing like a east coast thing i i think it just makes total sense and it, it, it's it's smart just because obviously yeah. it's harder to get out there and do a full us so to be able oh, to cover yeah. like you know two important markets it, it, it's it's good yeah that's the best type of tour <laughs> you just hit like the essential cities on the east coast and the west coast maybe throw in like chicago and detroit mm-hmm. but there's so much uh, long driving in, in those middle states just to get from like one of the bigger cities in the Midwest to the next one. Dude, I never want to drive through Texas again. <laughs> I, yeah. I drove. Where did I drive from? I, I drove from. Uh, where was it? Uh, why am I drawing a blank? Uh, why can't I think of? I, I always reference because there's like this uh, old straight edge band from there. Uh, they're called Tripwire. Where the hell is that in Texas? Um, I'm I'm totally drawing a blank. But I oh uh, Corpus Christi. I I, I drove oh, from okay. I, I drove from there to like Tucson and like I remember like 
like a couple hours in, I'm like, are we out of Texas yet? And I looked at the map and yeah. I'm like, geez, we got so, so much more to go. This is, this <laughs> is so far. And yeah, it, it yeah. literally, like, we're driving forever and like we literally had gotten like nowhere. That state is like so big. Yeah. I, uh, me and Matt drove from Texas to Pennsylvania in two days, uh, at the end of the, the last like Wicca phase tour that we did together. Like it ended in Texas. Mm -hmm. um but we were the only ones driving back because i think everyone else either like flew home or stayed a little bit longer and uh yeah it was not fun we were just driving like 10 hours a day nonstop. yeah and, and it just gets like boring so fast just you, you, just, you just have to like sit there and, and if you're not driving you're just like obviously sitting there being transported you, you whatever try to stay entertained get on your phone or whatever yeah. but it's like you can only do that for so long yeah you you definitely hit a point where you just like can't even listen to music anymore you just gotta put on a podcast or something just to break it up yeah or try to fall asleep which is like really hard in a car oh yeah i can't do that yeah it's, it's always hard to get comfortable and you're, you're hitting like speed bumps or doing something weird mm -hmm. so yeah <laughs> but that's crazy but yeah uh, regional stuff and now I, I'm, I'm always curious uh, wild red w would love to see you guys on the west coast uh what are the chances of that happening this year or maybe next year um i mean i would love to i love going to the west coast playing there um so it really just depends on like um if the opportunity arises mm -hmm. okay um but yeah we're definitely open to it yeah, because I can see it now. Wild Red flies out for Sound and Fury, and the, and then does an <laughs> off show at Program or Chain Reaction. Yeah, and then and that's it. That's that's all you guys need, right? <laughs> yeah, that's that's exactly what my uh, old band did. It was like the last shows we did. We we played Sound and Fury, and then we did a show at um, I think it's called the Hi Hat. Okay. Yeah. Is that a venue? Mm -hmm. Um, we played there with turnover i think and then we did we did a san francisco show which like was we shouldn't have done that like i don't think any of us realized that like it's super far <laughs> yeah from la yeah it's kind of a drive um because that was my first time being on the west coast okay i think it was most of our first time but yeah that's the move <laughs> Yeah, well, I, I'm gonna you know cross my fingers and hope that it happens. Hopefully, uh, somebody listening can uh, you know, yeah. tap in and make it work. Because yeah, that, that that's something that I think would uh, go over really well for you guys. Yeah, yeah, hit us up. We'd love to. And going back to the record, was it important to include the three songs from the demo on the record? And did, did you guys re-record them, or did you guys just bring the tracks over? It's the same tracks. Um, I just thought it would be cool just because um, the EP is is very short as as the demo is mm -hmm. uh, each song is like the average length is like about like a minute 30 mm -hmm. I guess so we it would have the other choice would have just been to have it only be side a and then side B blank mm -hmm. um, so I was like you know fuck it let's just throw on the demo songs at least now like they exist and you can have all of our music on a record now. I think that's cool. 
Yeah, no, I, I think it's smart because obviously there might uh, be some people who uh, weren't tapped in when the demo uh, was out. So if they're listening mm-hmm. to uh, Brain Squeeze, uh, the the 12-inch, um, you know, whether they're streaming it or on record, they can just have it all in one place and, uh, you know, learn all the yeah. songs. Yeah, I think, like, streaming, uh, they're still going to be separate. Like, I don't think the demo songs will be on the streaming version okay. of the EP. But I just wanted to put it on the record just so it wasn't blank. Like, I don't know. I, I always thought it was kind of weird when records came with a blank B-side. Honestly, I never even, I, that's how uh, new I am to records. I didn't even know bands uh, would do that. Yeah, because it does feel like a waste of space, especially since they're paying for the violin. Might as well just make use of you know both sides. Yeah, yeah well, like, if it's a, usually if it's an EP, um, like four or five songs, like, you don't have to use both sides because it's so short. Um the other option would have been to make a seven inch, but I, I'm just not personally like a huge fan of seven inches. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just harder to organize, I guess. That's why I don't like them. They're so small and I don't know. I would just much rather put on like a, a 12 inch record, let it play for a while. And as far as uh, people uh, buying the record, like what can they expect as far like, uh, you know, outside of just the vinyl? Are, are they getting like a ton of cool inserts, like cool photos or? Yeah, the insert um, I made, it's just all photos from the recording mm-hmm. uh, that Matt took. And also Pat, our guitar player, took a few of the photos. Um but yeah, it's just, it has all the lyrics and then a little like thank you section. And then it's just all photos from that. Um, I posted some of them to our Instagram already, but it's a lot of stuff that has not been posted before. So if you're into that type of thing, yeah, some exclusive content. Yeah, I, I think it's awesome just to kind of just get a look behind the scenes just to see how things are created. I always think that's just a pretty interesting thing just to be able to kind of get a glimpse of it yeah yeah there's a couple there's some photos of us riding uh scooters around philadelphia that's where we recorded we got like a little airbnb and uh there was no tv in the entire airbnb so we just had to find other stuff to do (laughs) like at night when we came back after recording all day Mm -hmm. Just had to find other stuff to do. There was like a million board games in the house, which was cool. We were playing all these weird board games that I had never heard of. Yeah, that is interesting because I've only stayed in a couple Airbnbs, so I'm not even sure like what the standard is. But I think it is a little weird that there was no TVs in an entire house. Yeah, I think it was intentional so that like people had to like play the board games. Um, but yeah, every other time place i've stayed at usually has like a, a smart tv and you can just log into your netflix whatever yeah and hopefully remember to log out unless you're gonna have these <laughs> random <laughs> no, pe- yeah so many i've been to a lot where people do not log out you start watching random stuff um <laughs> so with uh the new record you guys have the single uh, onset with the the music video but, but i am curious how how did you guys decide to pick onset for for the next music video so the reason we picked that song is because we wanted uh we wanted to pick the shortest song on the record so that 
it wasn't even like supposed to be like a music video. It was supposed to just be like a promotional thing that we could put on Instagram to like tease the record. Okay. Um, so we picked the shortest song, hoping that it would just fit on like one Instagram post. Um, but then we hit up my friend Sketchy Carl and it just like ended up, he had all these ideas and it just became more of a real music video. And uh, I think he killed it. I love how it turned out. Um, but yeah, so that's the, the, the reason that song was picked was just because it's the shortest one. Okay. I, I remember uh, it was like years ago, but uh, uh, there's this like artist, uh, Halsey. I'm not sure if you're familiar with her. Mm-hmm. Um, she like I remember one year she she premiered like an entire music video on her Instagram story. Obviously, it was like multiple stories, but like if yeah. you wanted to watch the music video, you had to watch like you know all the different story clips, huh. which that was pretty interesting. Yeah, um, that's that's kind of cool. Yeah, but now since they have like Instagram TV and all that new stuff, right. I'm sure um, she wouldn't ha- uh, have to do that now. But but I think that is pretty interesting yeah. that you guys wanted to put it all just as promotion, but then turn it into like a full blown music video. So I, I think that's cool that you know plans kind of changed because I, I thought it was a fun music video. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. It took a lot of prep time mm-hmm. like we spent the entire day before that um me tk who plays bass and carl who shot the video we spent like 10 hours i think just blowing up balloons and and hanging them on the wall um and that was the day before and then we had to come early the next morning to fit like we weren't even done mm-hmm. <laughs> we had to do more and then they they were putting like the red powder in some of the the balloons and uh, it was a lot of work but yeah i i like how it came out same here I, I was definitely a fan of you guys having the the black balloons for the logo on the wall um but i am yeah. curious uh, did you guys just do that in like one take because it obviously with like the, the balloons popping and it getting really messy uh, mm-hmm. did, you, did you guys have to do it in multiple takes or was it just like one one and done it was multiple takes, but we did like we did a few where there were no we didn't pop anything. Mm-hmm. And then like we basically made sure that he had everything that he needed uh, to edit just for like the first half of the video. And he knew like he wanted the the balloons to start popping like after the first chorus hits. So once we he I don't know, he knew like how what we needed to do He was he was good at directing us uh after that we basically were just hanging the the powder filled balloons above each of our heads and uh matt made this little thing with like a knife on the end of it and he was just poking it so it explodes above us i had fucking uh red powder in my nose and was like coughing it up the whole rest of the day (laughs) what kind of powder was it I don't even know. Um, TK ordered it from Amazon. It's just like red powder. Amazon. Yeah. Well, because we tried to get it at uh, like a party city or something, but every place we went only had baby blue and pink. Oh, okay. For like gender reveals. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So we were going to try to get away with doing pink and just recoloring it in post, but we were like, no, nah, let's just wait another week and get actual red. Yeah, because that seems just a lot of work and posts just to change all that color. Yeah, yeah, especially because like we filmed it on a, I think it's a, I don't remember what camera it's. It's like an old video camera that 
they use to like film a bunch of skate videos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I thought that would, um, art style was uh, pretty interesting because uh, I feel like not every band can pull it off. But when I watch your guys, I'm like, okay, cool. Like, you know, uh, 480p, that quality doesn't bother me. Because <laughs> sometimes like when, yeah. I'm, when I'm like streaming something on YouTube where I know it can be in 4K, I'm just like, I'll hit pause until I can get the right setting so I can like stream it in like its highest quality. Yeah. But when I was watching yeah. uh, the, you know, a, a wild red video, I was like, yeah, this doesn't bother me. And then I'm um, even like Tiger's Jaw uh, did one like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, yeah, this. Uh, I, yeah, same same guy, uh, our friend Carl. He helped shoot that video as well. Mm-hmm. Um, that one's directed by Shane Moran, the sure. Tiger's Jaw one. But mm-hmm. uh, Carl helped with that. It might have honestly been the same camera. Oh, I'm not okay. sure. Interesting. But uh, yeah, he um, he hit me up like the day that we were uh, uploading the video, and he was like. I can render this as an HD video, but it's going to uh, add like black bars to the side or we can do it 480p. And I was just like, well, what's the point of having an HD video that's supposed to look like VHS? Mm-hmm. Like might as well just go go full retro 480p. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think it works well. So I, I'm glad you guys yeah. made that call. <laughs> But um, yeah, so I'm, I'm super stoked on the record. Obviously, uh, I, I'm I am curious I, for the uh, first track, uh, "Cheap Divorce," and um, you, know, you mentioned earlier that that was supposed to be the original name. Uh, did mm-hmm. you just want to use that for that track, just so that that name wouldn't go to waste, or did you have another name for that song? Well, no, that's what the that's like the the subject of the song. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had that song originally recorded for the demo, but we decided to leave it off. Um, just because I knew that we were going to like, uh, record in like a studio, like an actual record eventually. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to save it for that. Um, and I just think it, it hits as like a pretty good opener for a record, like just the way it starts and everything. So I had like this idea that I just wanted to save it. Um, but yeah, uh, that song is just like I just saw a sign in New York somewhere that just said like cheap divorce with like a phone number. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was like a pretty funny concept. Yeah, no, I'm 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 definitely into it. Uh and <laughs> I, I'm curious, uh, the name of the album, uh, where does that come mm-hmm. from? Uh it's actually a phrase from like a that I saw in like a disposable uh vaping thing. Um, it doesn't mean anything. I just think it sounds cool. (laughs) It's not like referenced in any of the songs or anything, Mm -hmm. but I just saw it somewhere and I was like, that's cool record name. Yeah. All right. And it it sounds interesting. (laughs) So, uh, I'm definitely glad you cleared that one up. Uh, (laughs) last year, uh, you did a, uh, uh, you're part of a live stream for a a, a benefit, uh, with, Mm -hmm. uh, feet first productions. They're um, giving all their donations to the ACLU and the, um, NAACP legal defense, a uh, couple things on that. Uh, that was like the first time that I like tuned into something live where I was like, you know, in, like I was like anticipating your guys' set. I'm like, all right, like when's wild red up, you know? And I was just sitting there. Um, I, cause I, you know, I, I obviously, like I mentioned, I was super into the demo and I was like, all right, cool. Like, this is like the, like, I think like the first thing that I was going to see of you guys, mm-hmm. uh, you know, doing something like, you know, uh, you know, with like instruments and stuff. But I, I'm curious, why was it uh, just you up there and not the rest of the band? 
Uh, so Wild Red like started um, as just me. Like on the demo, I played. I play all the instruments. Um, even on this new record, I play all the instruments except for one song. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, we put out the demo. And I didn't have like an actual band to play with. So like I I hadn't like started trying to recruit people yet. Um, and it wasn't until we we did the video for bed that I was just like hitting people up like I need I need like people to play in this band with me potentially, but at least like for this video, I needed people. So that was kind of like the first time that we all got together. And uh it's just like we never had been offered shows. So like it wasn't really an issue of like us practicing or like actually playing. So um, we've just figured everything out in the recent months of like our lineup and what everyone's doing. And um, I think we have a pretty solid lineup now, but yeah, that's why uh, that was acoustic just because I don't even think there was a band formed yet. Okay, for sure. Yeah. Or like a final lineup, and we had never practiced, so <laughs> it wouldn't have gone very well. Yeah, and, and you don't want that to be the the product you put out there. You guys, uh, you know, maybe being mm-hmm. uh, getting out there, being sloppy, and for everybody to to see for the first time. Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, I figured it would be better to just uh, make a little acoustic versions of the songs and do something different. Because it was originally it was supposed to be uh, a fantasy camp set. Mm-hmm. but I just didn't feel like putting that together um, and just doing that type of set in like a empty room just kind of felt weird. Um, so I thought it'd be nice. It would be like easier or like more comfortable for me if I was like holding a guitar and I figured it would, it was a cool way to like maybe promote wild red. Yeah. I, I thought it was awesome. I, I, I like the way that the song sounded live uh and uh, you know for me being a, a fan already at that point i was like uh, super stoked and i, I thought it, it went over well and I, I was curious like what was that like for you because obviously and this was uh during the pandemic there, there were no mm-hmm. like you know actual shows happening so for you to be in a um, you know I, I'm, I'm guessing for the most part it, it was empty i'm sure there's obviously there has been other people in there to to do the filming yeah. and stuff but um yeah was it uh, kind of awkward for you to do that had you ever done anything like that before <clears throat> No, I'd never done anything like that. Um, it was just us and the two guys who do Feet First Productions and uh, like everyone who played, which there was a decent amount of bands that played. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was maybe like 10, 10 or 12 people there. Um, I don't, it wasn't that awkward, I wouldn't say. Um, the only thing that sucked was I did, uh, I went first and I went to like unplug something that I had brought and I accidentally unplugged the mixer board mm-hmm. and it lost all the data of like, cause they were recording straight from the mixer mm-hmm. so that they could get that audio. So they lost my, the whole set. Uh, but luckily I was, I went first. So like nobody else lost their stuff. Yeah. Um, so then I had to wait. I let everyone else go cause I felt like a dick. And then I had to do it again at the end, <laughs> just redo oh, wow. it. 
Dang. Well, I guess yeah, that, that's crazy that that happened. But a yeah, good thing it happened, uh, you know, only after you went. So yeah, that it wasn't right. like the whole the whole gig. Yeah. We're like, holy shit! Like we have to. Everybody has to do this over again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was kind of. I think it was a blessing in disguise because I probably did it a little bit better after being able to like run through it one time. Mm-hmm. I was definitely like a little shaky at first, just because it is kind of a a weird setting. Yeah, no, I I, I can only imagine because the few times that I've been up on stage, I always liked, uh, you know, feeding off the crowd's energy. So if I were up there and it was just me, I'd be like, I feel like I'd just be lost and (laughs) just not really into it and probably do like a poor performance. (laughs) Yeah, it's uh, it's strange for sure. That's uh, that was like the only thing I really did like that um, during the pandemic. Like I know a lot of people did like Instagram sets and stuff like that, but I just it just never like made sense for to me to do for like fantasy camp stuff, mm-hmm. just like a performance in my room or something. I just, I don't know. It just felt awkward. So, yeah, I, I know um, a lot of people were on the fence. They like a lot of people weren't really into it, but for me, I was just like, kind of like whatever, if they want to do it, um, just, I would just hope they do it well. Like I, I'm a huge fan of, yeah. uh, you know, hate five, six, I thought mm-hmm. a lot of stuff that uh, Sonny did was awesome, and, and yeah. even that that benefit that uh, Feet First worked on, like I mm-hmm. um, like I, I watched the whole thing. Obviously, there was like yeah. there's some acts on there that I, I wasn't familiar with, but um, I, uh, you know, like people like you and like uh, Glitterer, I was just like, okay, this is awesome. Mm-hmm. This is like cool to see, yeah. like something a little different. Yeah, that set was really cool. That was uh, I think he was like at his apartment or something mm-hmm. like he i think he just couldn't make it the day that we filmed everything but it it was cool how like seamless everything was like they all just went into one set after the other i thought that was dope yeah no i, th- I thought it, it feels awesome. like a lifetime ago <laughs> yeah well especially now since uh you know shows are, yeah. are happening again right like everything's yeah. just um like uh, I, I, even though there's like there's like so many shows that had been announced and some shows have happened like it doesn't really mm-hmm. feel like we're back just yet because um, it's not like well oiled yet where things are happening every week back to back but um, right come like you know just a couple months from now like I feel like we're going to be at that point yeah I've been seeing so many tours for like November being announced like October November I think that's when when shit's going to really pick up mm-hmm and uh as far as uh, you uh do you plan on being more busy because obviously like you do have like those uh, shows lined up with uh you know fancy mm-hmm. camp and wild red but outside of that are you trying to get more busy yeah i mean i'm just kind of going with the flow seeing what happens um as far as like fantasy camp stuff i am working on like a full length record um that's like a totally different uh direction musically than like anything i've done with that project before uh so i'm kind of just like finalizing that and i don't i'm playing the the two uh wicked face shows as fantasy camp but other than that i don't really want to uh tour or do anything too crazy until like the new stuff comes out mm-hmm. just because i i don't really want to like just keep playing old songs um but yeah for for wild red we're trying to like hit the road you know <laughs> so we'll see what happens okay well yeah I, i'm hoping that's uh you know 
like I hope it works out for Wild Red because like I, like I said I, I'm just being selfish but uh, would love to see you guys out here because I know there's obviously like uh, plenty of places to play in Southern California but I just want to yeah. try to see you guys as many times as I can. Yeah, yeah, no, it'll happen for sure. Okay. Not sure when, but it'll happen. Hopefully in the winter. I would love to uh, escape the brutal Pennsylvania winter for like a week. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, I, I can only imagine because uh, obviously uh, our winters are nothing like yours. Like we, we don't yeah. see any snow down here. Like we, we get snow up in the mountains right? it's, mm-hmm. it, and it's a choice if you want to see it or not. Right. So, yeah, no, we get a lot. It sucks. Okay. And uh, you mentioned uh, with the new fantasy camp record that you're kind of going with, with a different sound is that because mm-hmm. the, the, the last uh, song that you put out, the water on your skin, is that uh, kind of the same vibe as what the rest of the record's going to sound like or? Yeah, yeah, that's probably like the oldest song that I think will be included on the record. Okay. Um, but yeah, definitely more in that direction. Um, there's no like rap drums or anything. It's kind of more just like an indie uh, alternative record. It's not really, um, I don't know how, how to describe it. There's, a, there's like some elements of like shoegaze stuff, but. I would just say overall, it's pretty much just a an indie record, alternative record. Okay. And is there like a, a time frame on that or are, are you still working on it? Um, I think I have all the songs. Mm-hmm. Um, so right now I'm just getting it mixed and figuring out what my plans are for releasing. Yeah. Because um, I was in a, a contract up until this point and... I have a like an EP dropping in in September. Okay, that's gonna fulfill that contract. Um, so then I'll I'll be totally free to do whatever I want, and that's kind of what I've been like saving this record for. So, interesting. I just have to f- figure out my plans uh, and decide where to go from there. But yeah, I'm I'm mixing it now. Just trying to, I I change stuff every day. Mm-hmm. So I listen to it and I hear something that I want to change and that's kind of how each project goes. And do you have like an, like an inner circle that you can like reference? Cause maybe like you want to change something that might already be like perfect or good enough. Yeah. I mean, I send, I've sent it to a couple people. Um, but I don't know. A lot, a lot of my friends are like nice and they'll just tell me what they like about it. They won't tell me what they don't like. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah, um, so it, it but I, I I will send it to people and just be like, hey, if there's if there's like a song that doesn't fit at all or something, like, can you tell me? Because like I've heard it too much now mm-hmm. to like be able to tell. Yeah, because you can be kind of clouded with you know, because obviously like you hear it in a way different way than other people will, who mm-hmm. aren't like uh, attached to it from like the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah, I definitely know how that is. But um, you you mentioned an EP in September. Is is that already done and ready to go for September, or are you working on that yeah. at the same time? No, yeah, that's so. The EP is like uh, it's a new song, and then a couple songs that uh have just been on my SoundCloud for a while that mm-hmm. were not on streaming. Um, and then a Fleetwood Mac cover. okay so it's it's just kind of like a loose loose ends like singles type of ep okay and um yeah 
So that's nice to, to, to be off of a contract. Are, are you looking to sign a new one with somebody else? Or are you just trying to stay independent? Um, I mean, I'm definitely still like I was signed uh, to an independent label before. Um, but I don't know. I, I'm not like too like concerned either way. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I am going to like send it out to some people to see what, you know, what could possibly happen but i'm not stressing it if i have to self-release like i don't think i've i've self-released maybe one fantasy camp project Mm -hmm. everything else has kind of been through people so i think it'd be cool to kind of just either try to do it myself or i don't know it depends for sure just try to figure it out yeah i i can't imagine what that's like because obviously i've never been in that position where i have to you know um, fulfill these contracts and then try to figure out where i'm going to go yeah yeah it's it kind of you can get into some some sticky situations for sure (laughs) it i'll say it feels good to like be free okay be independent (laughs) yeah you know i i can't say too much um but i i have been presented with like some like new opportunities when it comes to the podcast and i'm just like man mm-hmm. i've been doing this like you know 100 you know just me like i don't have to answer to anybody um i just mm-hmm. do whatever i want um but i have been like presented with some stuff that is pretty interesting and i'm just like i don't know what i want to like where i want to go with that do i want to you know entertain these offers or should i just like you know kind of stay on course of what i've been doing for like the past like four years yeah yeah i mean podcasting is like pretty similar to the music industry like in terms of how how quickly people are trying to like like i i know like some podcasts are getting like picked up by uh these like parent companies that just have tons of podcasts in their network and Mm -hmm. i i'd imagine it's kind of the same way as the music industry where if you don't like really know who you're getting into business with it could end yeah badly for sure yeah and i've heard like like too many like you know horror stories so it's just like yeah mm-hmm. i gotta really uh read the paperwork and see what's really going on before i start yeah. you know, agreeing <laughs> to like a, a bunch of stuff yeah. and the next thing i know this this like all this hard work that i've done for the past four years is like you know, yeah. now i'm trapped and somebody owns all this shit you know you gotta have a get an entertainment lawyer have them look at it yeah okay. they'll, they'll tell you you i've tried reading the paperwork for like so many contracts and it just doesn't make any sense ever yeah because there's all like just like the way they can word some stuff it's just like you're like yeah what the it's hell does jargon. this even mean yeah <laughs> for sure okay well no honestly I, i'm just happy to hear that i'm uh, you know I, i'm stoked that you're able to uh, fulfill the contract and you're not locked into some weird shit where like you're trapped and you can't do anything so i'm happy that you're able to yeah you know um, hold up your end of the deal and uh, kind of just go on your way and continue to put out stuff as fancy uh, fancy camp yeah yeah water on your skin was like the first uh self-released thing i've done in like years Mm -hmm. so that was just like a super exciting thing for me and i i watched the the music video for water on your skin on youtube uh and i was like reading some of the comments which is always like a bad thing right but i like <laughs> like the the top comment i, I don't even know who the person was but they just went into like this uh-huh. crazy description of the song and i was like wow this person's like like super fan <laughs> and i was just like i was like okay i was like i'm trying now i now i'm like trying to analyze this song in a different way based off this one comment that i read that was just like super yeah. like detailed about it i was like this is this is crazy yeah youtube comments are pretty wild yeah but uh 
how long ago did you film that music video and oh, how like because it seemed like that one like it seems like you were actually like outside and like you know different locations mm-hmm. versus just being you know obviously in like the dark medicine uh, warehouse yeah <laughs> yeah yeah that was uh I don't I don't remember the name of the town that we filmed it in but it, it was like 30 minutes north of Wilkes Bear okay um and it, there was just like all this beautiful like land that we were able to film on um i think we filmed that it, it's definitely from 2020 like I, i've been sitting on that for a while oh wow okay um probably in like march or april maybe mm. it was like right when it, it was starting to get nice again okay um so yeah probably april or may of 2020 but i had the video for a while and i was kind of like waiting with my label to drop it and they kept putting it off and putting it off so then i was just like i'm just gonna drop it myself and that's what i did yeah and the re- reception seems to be you know good obviously uh, it sucks that you had to wait that long but i'm happy that you're able to yeah. finally get it out yeah i was i was uh pleasantly surprised that like people weren't didn't seem to be like too bummed that it's like a stylistic change mm-hmm. for me. Um, I was a bit worried about that just cause it's like, I don't know. I mean, I definitely still think it sounds like me. It's, I think it sounds like a fantasy camp song, but it's definitely presented in a different way. So I was happy that people were cool with it. Yeah. It can definitely be, uh, probably kind of nerve wracking to kind of switch it up because obviously uh, people can be very critical and uh, not really too fond of change but for Mm -hmm. for you to be able to to put that song out and you know get that reaction i I think it uh, says a lot that people you know really support you for your music and you know not just because you're making Mm -hmm. one type of you know style right yeah i just i i get so bored like so easily like i couldn't i can't keep making like the same type of music for you know three or four years now it's been since i started doing stuff under that name so gotta switch it up yeah and if i'm gonna be honest i went back and i watched um so i watched the water on your skin music video and i was like man Mm -hmm. i was supposed to you know have you on the podcast like a couple years ago and Mm -hmm. it was around the time you dropped till the morning music video Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I went back and watched that and I was like, oh, I was like, yeah, uh, sounds are uh, different. But but I, I like the, the direction that you're going because to me, it, it makes sense. And it's not too far off f- from what you're already doing. So mm-hmm. thank you. Yeah, I, I've struggled for a while, like trying to figure out uh, what to do, because I just had gotten bored of like the sound that I started with. Um, and I don't know, that's just kind of where I landed. I just. It was, uh, I was like hitting a wall kind of, of just like not being stoked on anything I was making Mm -hmm. and I was just trying different stuff. And and that was like the first song that I made that I was like, all right, this feels right. So just kind of kept going with that direction. I hope people dig it. Yeah. We'll find out. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm sure, uh, you know, obviously with the, like the level of music that you were making and if you're, you're doing something new and especially if uh you know it's uh you know going the direction of water on your skin and you know mm-hmm. i i feel like it'll, you'll be fine <laughs> yeah i mean if I'll, I'll be stoked on it either way mm-hmm. so 
Yeah, but, but it is kind of weird because, like, you put it out there and obviously, like, you're going to be judged and, you know, critiqued on everything that you do, so. Yeah, that's a given. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I am curious, like, for, for someone like you, uh, Fancy Camp, like, how did you even get started making music like that? And, like, where do you like, get inspiration to, to continue to, like, to make music? Because I, I think it's, uh, uh, like, awesome because I, I have no talent in doing that. So when I'm looking at somebody like you who's able to just create music like that out of nothing, it, it's, like, super cool to see. Well, thank you. I it started from making beats though. Like, uh, I think I started producing in like 2012. Okay. Maybe maybe 2011, but like I didn't take it seriously, I guess, until like 2012. And uh, I was a big fan of Tiger's Jaw, and I saw that Adam was doing the Wicked Face stuff. Uh, he had put out like one one song, I think, on Bandcamp. And so I hit him up and I was like, yo, I make beats. I want to send you beats. And that's kind of how it started. Like he just, I sent him one thing and then he started asking me for like more specific types of stuff and like showing me a bunch of music that I'd never heard. Uh, like I wasn't familiar with like this really like internet, like deep cut internet music. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and then we ended up doing a whole, mixtape together like his first project i produced and uh that's pretty much what started everything it's just like making beats for that and then i started making beats for other people like goth boy click and um it wasn't until like a couple years later that i like got enough uh courage to like do vocal stuff with it but that was easy because like i was already making beats so like i didn't have to find beats or buy them um and yeah just decided to try it out that's cool i i think you know it seems like it's working so far i'm glad that you got the courage to to, to put vocals on it because yeah because to have that talent to you know do beats already i i, I just seems like that would be like a no-brainer to kind of just like take that next step mm-hmm yeah, well, you're seeing it a lot more now. Like a lot of producers are are also vocalists. Like, I don't know if you listen to rap music a lot, but there's like Pierre Bourne is like, dude, he's like selling out tours right now. Yeah, mm -hmm. and he was just for a while he was like the guy who made Playboy Cardi beats. Now he's like his own thing. It's yeah. like a lot of a lot of producers I think are are starting to experiment with doing vocals too, which is cool. Yeah, no, it's cool because for them to already have that talent, I, I honestly think it does make sense for them to, to try it. Like, you know, what's the worst that can happen? You know, just go yeah. back to making beats if it doesn't work out. Yeah. Well, the thing that sucks is like as soon as you put your voice on something or show your face on something, like you're way more open to criticism. Mm -hmm. Whereas like you can kind of be in the background as a beat maker. Like you're probably not going to get that much people shit talking you for your beats. <laughs> like I never experienced people like, shitting on my music until i put my voice on stuff so it's definitely like that's probably the reason why more people don't do it but yeah no it, it can be rough because obviously with the internet uh <laughs> people can be really cruel on the internet and you, yeah i feel like you have to have like you know some thick skin to, to put up with it because obviously it, it, you know shit comes from all different directions and things that you would have never even thought of or even things that you're yeah. probably already insecure about that people just kind of tap into and I'm yeah. you know, trying to make you feel worse about it, but yeah, no, I, I, I totally, sure. totally know how that is. 
I used to be pretty bad with it. Like, cause like a lot of times what it is, is it's just like people baiting you for a response. Mm-hmm. Um, and like the best thing you can do is just like not give them what they want. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's what I've, I've done recently is I'll just, you know, just block people if they're clearly just like trolling or talking mm-hmm. shit. But I used to be pretty bad with, I would like give them what they want. No. Respond. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like you, you really can't uh, feed the trolls. You got to just, you know, just yeah. go on yeah. about your day. Don't put any, any like energy into it. Cause yeah, yeah. you got to just put like your energy into, you know, things that, that matter. And that's going to, you know, kind of just bring you yeah. like good energy instead of just like, you know, uh, trying to argue with people over Twitter or Instagram. It just yeah, it just exactly. never never works out. You're never gonna win. Yeah. Okay, but uh, so September for the Fancy Camp EP, and then uh, once that is all settled, uh, could we expect the the record, the full length record, before the end of the year, or is that going to be like next year? I think it just depends um, if I end up doing it myself or mm-hmm. or like going with a label or something. So I just have to figure all of that out, but. I would say realistically, probably like early next year. Okay, early next. Year. All right, for Everything. sure. But I guess it gives everybody something to look forward to because obviously, uh, Wild Red dropping this week, September for mm-hmm. Fantasy Camp, and then yeah, you're pretty busy like all the way up until the, the New Year. So that that's nice. Yeah, yeah. It's been a. I feel like I've been pretty inactive for a while. Like, mm-hmm. um. I've been putting like songs up here and there just on SoundCloud and stuff, but like really during the whole pandemic, I wasn't able to like release a bunch of music that I was working on. So it just feels nice to finally be putting things out. hundred percent. Yeah. I I think that's awesome. Um, One last thing before we go, I I have to ask you, um, I I know uh, like, Right now in your area, the, there's like you know big talk about the the Hyperview mural getting covered up. Yeah. Um, have you had a chance to to go see it? Um, is it already covered up? Because I, I I don't even know like where it's at right now. Uh, so I live very close to it. Oh wow. Um, okay. Not trying to dox myself, but <laughs> um, I see it every day. Um, so like I saw the day that they were they put up like i'm sure you've seen the picture they put up like all this like brackets or Mm -hmm. something apparently it's going to be like some like digital billboard um the news actually the local news here just like ran a story on it today oh wow um and apparently like someone is in contact with uh the like the people in charge and they're trying to at least get them to move it up so that it doesn't cover the mural. Okay. Um, but it, it kind of seems like they already, st- like since they already started, they're like, we're not changing it. Yeah. Um, but they're trying to like, I mean, obviously I think it's fucking whack. It's like one of the only things that we have that like people come to like take pictures with. And like that record's like six years old now. And I, I see like multiple people, every week taking pictures in front of it and it's like i know most people involved in like the music community here so like i know that those people are not like they're from out of town like people are are coming here Mm -hmm. specifically to see that 
and then they're spending money it's like why why would you like want to cover up one of like the coolest like cultural things we have it doesn't make any sense but i i don't think they knew that mm-hmm. i don't think they knew what it was or like why it was there yeah so yeah but it's caused a lot of controversy there's a lot of people like fighting to keep it how it is yeah there's an instagram uh save yeah. review which I, I was yeah yeah and if i'm gonna be honest i found out about it because i i, I follow pat on twitter and mm-hmm. I, I saw him posting about it. I'm like, no. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I, I was so bummed because uh, I, I'm going out to uh, your area for the um, SWB volume two. Oh, nice. Yeah. So and I uh, told Nate, uh, I was like, yo, because uh, I'm staying with him. I was just like, yo, this is mm-hmm. like one thing that I want to do while I'm out there is I want to see the Hyperview mural because I've seen it yeah. for years on Instagram. I, I know so many people who have gone. I yeah. love title fight. Like I literally have title fight like engraved on both sides of my glasses right here. So I'm like, that's something that yeah. I want to see when I'm there. And then yeah. when I saw that news the other day. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like the, because the, yeah. I, because obviously I, I was supposed to go last year, but it, it didn't happen because of the pandemic. So I'm like, cool. I finally get to go out there this year. going to do some things mm-hmm. that I've always wanted to do. But when I saw that it was getting covered up, I was like, damn, I'm so bummed that I'm probably going to miss that and never really get a chance to get a cool picture in front of it. Yeah. I mean, we'll see there's a lot of people trying to stop it but at the end of the day like it's really just up to whoever owns that building because i don't think they ever uh i don't think they had like an official like agreement like they kind of just asked if they could do it and the guy who owned the building i think was cool with it Mm -hmm. um so i don't know i guess we'll see what happens it's definitely uh causing a, a bit of a stir here which is funny that on the news segment uh they interviewed some guy who like drove five hours to get a picture there uh the next day after he saw that they were covering it up because mm-hmm. he was like I, he had never seen it before and so he just drove just so he could see it if in case they do cover it up that's crazy yeah to see like that kind of impact uh, he drove five hours to see the, the mural because it, it might be gone that's yeah, yeah. yeah it, it definitely means a lot to a lot of people around the world. So I'm, I'm hoping that it can be saved and it doesn't get covered because, uh, you know, you, you can't just recreate that. Obviously, like you, you can go paint that somewhere else, but it's just not going to really be the same thing. Yeah, I don't I don't think they would. But mm-hmm. um, if anything, like at least they're not painting over it. So if at some point this digital billboard thing comes down, it'll still be there and it'll be like preserved. Mm-hmm. Um, might even like give it a longer lasting life, like not being exposed to the weather, but yeah, hopefully they don't cover it. Cause I don't know. It's just cool to see when you're just driving through like downtown Wilkes-Barre, just to see that like, it's so prominent and it's on like a busy street. Yeah. Um, and I just, I always love, love seeing like people taking photos in front of it. All right. Well, I'm you know glad we got to talk about that. And seriously, I'm, I'm so happy that we we're finally able to do this. Cause like I said before, I'm such a huge fan of wild red, uh, fancy camp is awesome. But before we go, is there anything you would like to say or shout out? I think I've promoted everything. <laughs> uh, brain squeeze comes out on Friday, July 23rd. Um, we are playing Brooklyn, Philadelphia, and Easton at the end of this month. Um, so yeah, if you want to come check it out, 
see our first shows, probably watch us fuck up a bunch. <laughs> All right. Well, there you guys have it. Thank you again, everybody, for tuning in. And thank you, Jonah. And we'll be back soon. Yeah, thank you for having me.